Ronananian. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the Car Doctor. It's five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. Ronananian. Engine oil that's a little bit more tired or a little bit more beat up or has particulate in it, anything that can clog the screen of that control device is going to cost you money in the long run. Analysis complete. The car doctor. I've got a battery I want to post a picture of, too. That's a whole nother, That was a whole other car about the guy that didn't want to fix the battery this week. Um, it's, it's growing things across the terminals. That's all we know about it. You're about to remind me that logic alone dictates your actions. I would not remind you of that which you know so well. Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, the car doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now, here's Ronnie. Make it so. Hey, 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 come on in, sit down. Ron and Andy and the Car Doctor, glad to be here with you this hour, this weekend, as I know you have a lot of choices and a lot of places else you could be, and I'm glad you're taking the time to spend some time with me, and I get to spend it with you at 855-560-9900, the Car Doctor hotline 24-7. Give us a call, leave a message, and someone will call you back and uh, hook you up and get you in line up for the next show. If we're not here live, we are live on the network Saturdays, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time. And uh, like I said, 855-560-9900 is a 24-7 number in that uh, when we're not on the air, you can leave a message and um, someone will call you back and get you in lineup. We can talk to you about your car problem right up here on national radio and uh, help solve it for you because that's what this radio show does. A couple of things going on this weekend. Um, yeah, it's the 50th anniversary of Star Trek. How cool is that, right? You just you think about what Star Trek spawned and created. And I look at the cars and I think, did that come from Star Trek? Because some of the technology is just right out of, you know, um, heads-up camera displays and heads-up dashboard illumination. And uh, look at the communications we have now, right, the little cell phones we have. They're, they're, they're communicators. Uh, you know, sometimes I think that we are on a little space mission of our own. We're driving around in our own little spaceships and the technology that's there. And then I see the way some people drive, and i got to think they're from another world because they're sure as heck not from this part of the universe. Um, because they're clearly not, um, well, they're a little alien in nature. So, But uh, that's going on. That's going on this weekend. Also, uh, let's see, the NFL kicks off this week, and uh, we'll see how far the Giants can actually go, if they can uh, make the predictions and do what they say about staying at the top of the NFL. We'll see. Um, not too sure about that, and um, we can look forward to that. And um, on a more somber note, it is the 15th anniversary of 9-11 this weekend. And I still remember seeing, you know, when I walked into the shop that morning 15 years ago and seeing the first plane hit the tower and I went, "Uh uh-oh, somebody's in trouble and not realizing what it was like so many of us did. And then when the second plane hit the tower, I said, no, now now we're under attack. And um, I remember very vividly when the towers fell that I said, well, I said, now we're going to war. And, um, here we are. So uh, just a somber note. So appreciate your freedom and uh, demonstrate it. Stand up, salute the flag, and uh, be an American today. I think that's um, freedom of choice is what it's all about. But uh, respect what others have given and done for you to get us here to this point. So that's uh, that's where I'll leave it at that. A couple interesting things going on also this hour. Next hour, we're going to be giving away a Diablo Sport tuner. 
So we've talked to the folks at Diablo Sport. I'm so impressed with the little tuner that they gave me. From not, not that it's a little tuner, but the tuner they gave me for my truck to, we're using in the shop as a demo piece to uh, highlight and see how it works. If you remember, my 2008 Chevy Silverado had some performance issues. Got my hands on a Diablo Sport tuner, and I was able to tune out or tune up, I guess might be the way to put it, the effects of, well, I guess manufacturing software. It's interesting that manufacturers' software, you know, there's some limits to it. They're, they're, they're limited in terms of what they can actually accomplish and what they can actually do. And the Diablo Sport tuner packages give you a bunch of choices. You can custom tune. You can use one of their pre-tuned packages, depending upon your vehicle configuration. And uh, just a bunch of other neat things. You can read more at DiabloSport.com. But we are going to be giving away a Diablo Sport tuner this hour or next. And it's a uh, $400 package. It's it's like a $399 uh, price. It's a big deal. And uh, we want to make sure you're aware of it. So get on the phones, 855-560-9900. Get in and talk to us. And, uh, you know, if you're the lucky winner, then, you know, fair hunting for everybody. I'll leave it like that. 2004 Chevy Impala came into the shop this week. I just want to talk to you about this real quick before we get over to the busy phones. Um, uh, And just talk a little bit about, because I hear so much from you. You know, Ron, we know you can fix the car, but sometimes you're over our head. All right, so you know what? We're going to try and shift gears a little bit, no pun intended, and talk a little bit about from layman's terms. 04 Chevy Impala came into the shop, and it had a misfire. And I didn't get out the scope, and I didn't get any of the high-tech stuff. I just tried to use common sense. I had a little bit of time, and I could play with the car and just go through it on a simpler basis, and I did. So if you've got a car with a misfire, do what I did, 04 Impala. It had, a, it had a fault code. You need a scan tool. You're going to have to have a scan tool. All right? It had a misfire cold. Now, you notice I didn't say it had an ignition fault. It had a misfire cold. When you'd start it cold after it sat longer than eight hours, typically the next morning, the car would buck and miss and stumble and, and hesitate and not run right, and you could tell it wasn't hitting on all six cylinders. It was running on four or five, depending upon how bad the miss got. Now this is a three point one. I'm sorry. This is a three point four liter. Um, I'm sorry. This is a three point four liter distributorless ignition. That's the word I'm looking for. I'm thinking direct injection. I'm having a mind melt. Look at this. I'm 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 hooked up to Mr. Spock, um, and I, it's it's a three point four uh, distributorless ignition car. So that means it's got uh, two spark plugs firing for every ignition event. Uh, one's on the exhaust stroke. One's on the compression stroke. And without getting too deep into distributors, let's just suffice it to say that you've got to consider things from all angles. The miss on this Impala was on cylinder one. P0301 came up each and every time. Of course, that's the back bank. This engine sat the way God never intended them to sit, sat you know, the other way. Instead of front to back, it was side to side. So you had a back bank and a forward bank. Number one was the rear bank against the firewall had to undo the engine mounts, tilt the motor up, wedge a 2x4 up to hold it, change the plug, because I pulled the plug out to look at it. I pulled the wire off. The wire on that one came apart, but I should point out that as part of your tune-up maintenance, make sure you're using dielectric, a release boot agent, okay, because this person did not, and it cost them a set of wires. Uh, You know, we had to replace the wires because when I subsequently found the bad spark plug that I'm going to tell you about in a minute, the other wires wouldn't come apart to save their life. We ended up having to do a set of plug wires that 
weren't all that old. They were probably in the three-year range, and typically they go longer on these vehicles, especially this one. It didn't have a whole heck of a lot of miles on it. And took the plug from number one, swapped it out to number six, just a different cylinder, and switched them vice versa. It's a simple thing to do. Where does the miss go? If the miss stays with cylinder one, then we know it can either be the coil, the wire, the module, the injector, carbon issues, something mechanical, but at least it eliminates and tells us something. In this particular case, the miss followed the plug. Now the misfire went to P0306. So I knew I had a bad plug on six. I took that plug back out and looked at it very carefully. And under a magnifying glass, I could see a thin line of carbon tracing as if the plug had developed a, it was trying to fire through and developed a small crack in the porcelain or a small track of carbon down the side, some sort of contaminant. And it actually was bleeding the spark down the side of the electrode and allowing it to arc on the inside of the tube where the threads would be instead of out to the ground electrode. Created a miss. Put six plugs in it, put a set of wires on it, and as a precaution, because it had 156,000 miles on it, did a very strong carbon cleaning. Still has its place. Yep. Even with all the technologies and even with all the things that we can do and the steady diet of fuel system cleaners we can give to a car, carbon cleaning every 18 months to two years is still a very good way to prevent problems because... And it, it did. It, I looked at fuel trims before and after, even when the engine was running right when it was warm, and I could see a change uh, as a result of doing the carbon cleaning, which tells me uh, lots of carbon on the intake valve backs, and it was soaking up fuel and affecting fuel trim because carbon acts like a sponge. Here I am being technical again. Carbon acts like a sponge, and it will skew fuel trim in the cylinder. So carbon cleaning as a regular diet, as a regular maintenance is a great idea. Fuel system additive to the tank, I don't know, as much as your wallet can afford, every three months, every six months, every year. And you've heard me talk about different fuel system cleaners over the past couple of years, and I've gotten some emails from you with, you know, you're confused. Well, I don't mean to make it confusing. There are places I will use one type. There are places I will use another type. It depends on the vehicle. Is it GDI? Is it old school? Is it carbureted? Is it a port fuel motor? Uh, you know, just what exactly am I working on because I found different results with different chemicals and different cleaners. So be aware. If you have any questions about what to put in, email me or call me, 855-560-9900. We can talk about what you should be putting in your car, and um, I'll write a prescription just for you on what your diet should be. So just be aware of that. But in the case of this Impala, set of plugs, set of wires, a good carbon cleaning, and the intermittent misfire cold went away, didn't use a scope, didn't use anything more than a scan tool and the thing God gave me between my ear and my brain. And uh, if I can do it, you can do it. Trust me. It's um, it's just being observant of what it is you're working on, and um, you can kind of take it from there. So stop throwing parts at a car and diagnose it. By the way, a bunch of you, we've got a bunch of emails about the airbag recall from Takata. Uh, we're working on getting a personal injury attorney. We've actually left some messages around the country. Uh, with various attorneys. We're just looking for somebody to come on. We want to talk to him. We want to hear what he's got to say. You know, what if what if you're in an accident in a car with an airbag fault? Who's liable? Is Takata liable just because they told you about the fault or not? And, you know, that kind of plays havoc on your mind. And then what if you disconnect, you know, your airbag? And I'm not suggesting you do that in any way, shape, or form. And you get into an accident, God forbid. Who's liable? And just just some real general questions. And then the big one, 
you know, they're telling everybody they've got a Takata airbag and they've got a problem that's under recall. And so many of you saying they're talking about not being able to get parts for the next five, six, seven months. What what does that do to you in terms of, you know, comfort level? How safe are you knowing your your kids or your wife or your loved ones, whoever, are in the front seat of that vehicle facing that airbag? And then again, you know, some families, maybe you're hoping they're sitting in the front seat. Um, you know, maybe that's part of it, too. You never know. Uh, I got Tony laughing on that one. So, but um, just just things. So we're talking about the airbag recall, and uh, we're trying to get some more information out to you for that. But anyway, let's uh, let's pull over and take a pause. I'm Ron Annie in the Car Doctor. The phone number is eight five 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 six zero nine nine zero zero. We'll be back to kick the garage doors open right after this. Welcome back. We're on the Indian the Car Doctor. The phone number is 855-560-9900. Give us a call. Let me put my 43-plus years of working on cars to your benefit and uh, help you come to a conclusion and fix your vehicle. And don't forget, this hour, we're going to be giving away a Diablo Sport tuner. More information at Diablosport.com. But if you've got a vehicle that isn't running quite right and you're looking for some software changes, then uh, give us a call and um, be nice to Tom when you call in. And, uh, you know, you never know. You never know if uh, you're going to be the lucky winner. Let's get over and talk to Mike, Springfield, Illinois, 2014 Escape, as we kick the garage doors open this hour and uh, see what's well, going good on afternoon. here. Yes, sir. How are you, Michael? Well, doing wonderful. Thank you. I've been listening to you for years and really enjoy it, and uh, do appreciate your advice. Thank you, sir. What uh, can I do for you? 2004, uh, 2014 Ford Escape, bought it new, runs great. I want to make that clear. It's got the EcoBoost 2-liter engine. Yep. Uh, my question is really quite simple. Should I have the PCM checked for a reflash? Uh, frankly, I plan on driving. I like it so much. But I typically keep my cars for a long time. But uh, is that a silly question? Uh, not at all. The, uh, not at all, I said, well, if you don't have no problem, why do we need to do that? <laughs> well, and, uh, you know, who, who said that, the Ford dealer or your mechanic? It, well, the Ford dealer, uh, who is my mechanic? You know, I'm kind of surprised at that. I, you know, what we were talking about this just the other day in the shop, and my personal opinion is that I think on an annual basis, all vehicles should be checked to see if there is a software update applicable to uh-huh. whatever vehicle they're driving. And and for good reason. There's a couple of different flashes out there now for some General Motors products. Problems with timing chains, which General Motors is going through, and some software updates that can help prevent the issue or help modify uh, the issue. So, you know, there's a lot of good that software updates do. And, you know, the people that don't have those software flashes done in certain situations are only really hurting the vehicle long term. And it, it does affect performance. I mean, listen, you know, you buy a computer. How many times does that get updated in the course of a year alone, right? How many, many times? Time. How many? How many times does that little thought bubble come up on the down lower right hand side that says "Updates available"? <laughs> you know, you're driving. You're driving a giant computer, Mike. Yep. And, well, you know, I, uh, one of the concerns I truly, truly have, and where I'm heading with all this, is the uh, the carbon. Since apparently you cannot do a carbon cleaning on this engine, and and my driving is less than fifty percent highway. 
it's a lot of you know less than 10 miles shot drives right. uh, like I'm, if i want to keep it a long time i need to keep the carbon build up low uh to to some degree and uh, that was my concern and i, I guess with computer control that helps ignition and timing and all of that and i don't know much about it but uh well there's think, not much i can do on my end i guess think of it like this okay Keeping the keeping computer software, not just in the engine, transmission, the radio, the navigation system, the sunroof module, the door control modules, the rear hatch module. I'll tell you a quick story. The littlest Danaian drives a 2014 Escape. I've mentioned that here on air. She's out in she's out in uh, um, out in school out in the Midwest, and unfortunately, her car was rear-ended. I think I talked about that up here on air, and she was in an accident. Not her fault. Somebody hit her. She wasn't hurt. They weren't hurt. And she had the car repaired. I sent her. I sent. I had to go to a Ford dealer, and they repaired it. They had to install a new module for the rear hatch. You know, you have your auto open, auto close hatch on your car. Indeed, yes. And they didn't update the software properly and get the two modules. That module talking with the rest of the modules in the vehicle. Long story short, she had to go back and have a software update, as prescribed by Ford to correct the communication fault and make everything work correctly. And it was an intermittent problem until she had that corrected. So, you know, software updates, just it's, it's more than just performance and engine controls. And, I mean, that's a big part of it. But, you know, I've come to the conclusion that I think in the next couple of years, as it becomes more and more of a predominant force, people are going to be coming in and saying, hey, Ron, I need an oil change. And I need you to check my vehicle for any software updates and perform them. And I think it's going to become a, a, a normal part of maintenance. I really do. And, and, and by the way, with regards to, you know, keeping carbon down on that GDI engine, your, your best bet is going to be in-tank fuel additives. Uh-huh. I can use te- my Tecron that I've always used in the past. You can use your Tecron. And actually, in Rachel's vehicle... Um, I've just I've been using Tecron. I just started using Berryman that you've heard me talking uh-huh. about up here. Yeah. I think it's a little bit of a yeah. stronger solution. You can find Berryman, um, I believe, at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Get out to O'ReillyAuto.com. You can look it up on their website. But the Berryman product um, has been my because of their chemical and what's in there. Uh, I've been using that of late, and uh, we're hoping for good results from that. But yeah, you're you're on target, Mike. It's nice to hear you're thinking. And uh, by all means, get your software updated. It can't hurt on a regular basis as far as maintenance. I'm running Andy in the Car Doctor. We're back right after this. Back. We're on the Indian Car Doctor here, 855-560-9900 is the phone number. Give us a call. If we're not on the air, Saturdays, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time, my gig, my time slot here, you can uh, give us a call at 855-560-9900. Leave a message, and we will call you back and put you in the lineup for the following show. By the way, more information about this radio show at cardoctorshow.com. Also, links there to tune in iHeart, iTunes, all podcasting sources, as well as podcasting right off of cardoctorshow.com as uh, we continue to try and bring you uh, information about keeping your car straight and squared and repaired. Let me just do a quick piece of email before I get back to the busy phones. Hey, Ron, I took my newly acquired 2011 Chrysler 300 with a Hemi. 
in for a coolant and transmission exchange. $364 seems like a whole lot of money for this service. What do you think? I've listened to your podcast for years. We put a lot of miles on my cars together. Thank you, Ken Brick. Um, and then Ken sent me the actual estimate. I looked this over, and Ken, for everybody else out there, yeah, let's see. It was cooling system drain and flush, which was $90. Seems reasonable. A trans flush, which was $99. Y- you can't argue with the labor. The labor is what the labor is. Uh, keep in mind, it's not necessarily based on a cost per hour in terms of how fast it takes them to do. The coolant flush is done with a machine, but there's also some manual work there. The machine has to be verified that it, the system's bled and that the 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 um, uh, system has no air in it and coolant level is correct. And the transmission fluid machine to do a fluid exchange, a complete exchange, basically the shop is betting on they're going to be able to do enough fluid flushes prior to that machine breaking down and not working. So there's a charge for that built into that labor cost also. So 100 for each, give or take, doesn't seem unreasonable. It's the price of the fluids that raise the price of this repair because I think we're all used to less expensive coolant. The antifreeze that Chrysler uses, and in this case it was extended life. Now they've got Dex Cool down here, and this is a Chrysler product. I'm betting, Ken, that the Dex Cool they used is rated for Chrysler, but I would go back and talk to them about that. Why is it Dex Cool in a Chrysler? Uh, Chrysler coolant is orange-like Dex. I don't know that it's the exact same thing. I've never questioned it. I use Chrysler-specific coolant and GM-specific coolant in the respective cars. Uh, you, you know, it was two gallons of coolant for $44. Is that unreasonable? No. Price of coolant has skyrocketed and gone through the roof. We bought some Mazda coolant the other day. It was $32 for a gallon of, of, of coolant. Right. Yeah, I remember the days of antifreeze being 6 7 bucks. right? It's uh, it's different today. And then the um, the ATF, the Transfluid ATF Plus 4, $12 a quart. Yeah, you're, you know, you're in the game all of a sudden. Keep in mind, six, eight, nine quarts of trans fluid, because you're doing a complete trans exchange. You're taking out the converter, you're taking out what's in the pan, and uh, all of a sudden, three hundred and fifty bucks is uh, not not out of the realm. So, think of it like this: that 2011 Chrysler. I don't know what it cost you used. I can tell you, new. It was probably every bit of a thirty-eight, forty thousand dollar car. You spent one percent on the value of the car in terms of maintenance. Doesn't seem unreasonable to go another couple of years in those respective repair areas and not have any problems. So just uh, just my two cents, but I'm always glad to share it, and I appreciate you being a listener, and I appreciate the question. I really do. Let's get over and talk to – let's go talk to Gary, Hastings, New York, 2001 Buick Regal, and some problems with auto-dimming hey, mirrors. Hey, Gary, how can I help you, sir? Good. Love the show. Thanks for all your advice. Thank you, sir. What's Provide going on? a wonderful service for all the people. Well, we're live trying. Live long and prosper. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there you go. Right from Star Trek, live long and prosper. We're going to try, babe. That's it. So what do you got? Good. Here's what I got. I got the side view and the rear view mirrors on the 2001 that had that nice auto dimming and the light coming from behind. Yep. I guess over time it's faded. They, they, they distorted views now, like double vision. Right. Brown in the mirror. Yeah, they leak inside and they do all sorts of funny things and, and, and create havoc. And I bet the parts are obsolete, no longer available. Well, it's interesting because I was looking on the web, you know, Search the surf on the web, and I found one place that says you can buy something almost like you glue it on top, and it says that it's going to continue to auto dim for me. It seems a little hard to believe, but I figured let me check with you. Um, what what's the website? Let's talk about it. What was the website? Do you remember? Yeah, it was auto.glass.com. Okay, I had a couple of weeks ago. I had a similar problem. Maybe it was more than a couple of weeks. My memory kind of escapes me sometimes. And a customer with an older car had this particular problem. We did a little research, and we found a place down in Texas 
And if memory serves me right, it was RadarMirror.com. I think it was Radar-Mirror.com or some such thing. And I, I haven't heard back from the customer. They went and did it on their own, but it was a, I think it was a $100 exchange. They sent down their old mirror. They restored it, sent it back, and... You know, we put it. We would put it back on the car. I guess the customer put it back on the car at this point because it's been more than a couple of weeks. Yeah. And and you know, I haven't heard anything bad, so I've I've got to think it worked out. Believe me, I I never. I usually don't hear when the successes are there. I usually only hear, hey, oh, you know, you yeah, told me to right. do something that didn't yeah. work. Um, but you don't. So, but you don't know anything about this thing. What they they offered that if I it'll give me an exact fit. You put like five little spots of glue on there. Glue it right on top of the existing glass. And you're good to go. I kind of stay away from the gitchy stuff like that, Gary, because I think that's kind of, you know, I think that's gitchy. I think that's that's you're you're going the long way to make the point. I think yeah. you know, I think a hundred dollars for a replacement mirror, if that's the case, or two hundred dollars if there's two of them. Do you like uh, the you auto? You, do, yeah. do you like the auto dimming function? What's that? Do you like the auto dimming function? Yeah, I do. Well, you know what? Well, from what I understand, this 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 company, this website, radar hyphen mirror.com i think it was uh, you know they've got the ability to restore that mirror and rebuild that mirror like gm originally made wow. it so you know even though gm didn't doesn't make those mirrors anymore i'm betting and if they did they'd probably be seven eight hundred dollars a piece yeah, knowing, knowing yeah, gm yeah yeah sure. uh but the, you, know. you know the problem is it's a, the glass is in great shape it's just you know, when you're looking, you're, you're like double vision, right. basically. Right. Two sets of lights coming at you. Yeah, so that's why so I say a little annoying. Take, take a look online. Call them first. I know they're down in Texas, and I know there was an exchange program. And, uh, you know, if that doesn't work for you, call me back. But I would tend to stay right. away from the glue and the, you know, the okay. the, 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 yeah, the, the wonder kit. You know, it's um, putting yeah, a Band-Aid on a broken leg. You know why? Because they said it was about twenty twenty five dollars. I said, ah, it sounds too good to be true. So I was a little concerned. You know, sometimes the cheaper price makes you raise your eyebrows. Where yeah. you know, it's funny. We're all we're all looking for a bargain, and yet when we find the cheapest price, I think it makes sense to question it. You know, how can these guys yeah. do it so cheap when nobody else can? We were getting we we're getting the floors done at the house, and somebody came in with a real cheap price to sand all the wood floors, and I we kind of looked at each other and went, how can he do it so cheap? Uh, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's almost scary to consider doing it for that price. So, um, you know, sometimes the cheapest isn't the right way to go. Well, their website, they give you a, it's a whole page and they're telling you how great it is and just glue it on and, you know, you go uh, elsewhere and you know, your floor five hundred dollars. And, and you know what? Maybe it is for some people. And that's, they, they call it discernment, Gary. They call it decision making and you got to do a little due diligence and research. And that's, that's where you're going to get creative. Like I yeah. said, take a look at radar-mirror.com. Give them a call and see what they do, and um, you know we'll go from well, that, there. That's, re that's review as well, and side view. They do I both. think they do all of it. As a matter of fact, if anybody's got a radar detector, they've also got the capacity. I was reading their website. It was interesting. They've got the capacity to install radar detector technology in the rearview mirror. So if you own a radar detector, they'll make the display appear heads up inside the mirror. How they do it? I don't know. That's got to be a neat trip too. Um, right. that's got to be a neat trip too, to take a tour of that factory. So I'd like to see that, but uh, yeah, that's where you're going. All right, kiddo. Probably stay the All right. Thanks for your help. You're very welcome, Gary. Good luck to you and keep us posted. 855-560-9900. The car doctor's coming back right after this.
Welcome back. Ron and the Car Doctor at 855-560-9900. Let's get over and talk to Tom, Green Bay, Wisconsin, 2000 Lexus ES300. Tom, how are you? Good morning. Yes, or good afternoon, I should say. Yeah, one or the other. It's always got to be one or the other. What's going on, Tom? Well, I've, I've uh, had this Lexus for uh, for a lot of years now. It's a 2000 ES300. And uh, just last week, I noticed that uh, uh, after we had hauled a carpet in the, uh, you know, we draped it over the, the console because it was too wide for the back seat. And it must have been leaning on the gear shift. And I'm kind of wondering if that may have had something to do with this. But anyway, I get up to highway speed around, say, 50 or so, and it doesn't uh, shift up into uh, into uh, fourth gear. And uh, it, it's kind of come and gone since then. So some days it's it's done that, and some days it it seems right back to normal. Any any, so che- any any check engine light, Tom? Well, I've had a check engine light on for a couple of years now, but it's uh, I've checked with the, the local mechanic here, a guy that I really trust, and and he said it, he's replaced the the little thing in our or he's turned it off, I guess, a couple of times, and he said if it's just going to keep coming back on again, don't worry about it, and it has not been a problem since you, then. You don't know what fault codes in there, do you? I don't know which now. Um, well, for the check engine light, would you happen to know what fault code is setting? Um, no, I don't. Okay, here's why I'm concerned about the check engine light. I mean, listen, this this could be related to the gear shift position that you hit. I don't think so. I would tell you somebody to get a scan tool and verify, does the scan tool read? If you put it in drive, does the scan tool read drive? And if you put it in two, does the scan tool read two? And that type of thing. Uh, two, okay. two, two things come to mind as possible possibilities otherwise, though. If the check engine light's on, um, you know, whatever the fault code was before, has it developed a new one, such as a P0325, which is a knock sensor fault? A knock sensor fault is not uncommon in these cars as they get older, and that will keep that transmission from going into overdrive. It will prevent the upshift. It sort of uh-huh. it, it, it kind of makes sense. It sort of makes the pieces fall into place. So that's number okay. one. I mean, you could have had a P0420 cat fault code, which has nothing to do with transmission shifting, and you're so used to looking at it, and then all of a sudden it develops a knock sensor fault, and nobody's making the connection, hey, is it the same code or did we get another code? Uh, sure. you know, that's the danger of driving around with a check engine light on for a while. <laughs> you know, the, 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 the second problem or possibility is this is an electric solenoid or an electronic transmission in the sense that if you've got a bad solenoid or a solenoid for fourth gear or overdrive failing then and there that's not uncommon either that it will prevent that from intermittently going into or shifting up into fourth also so someone's got to sit down and 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 do some testing there and again back to a scan tool and looking at shift solenoids and you know what's on what's off and what gear am i supposed to be in and what gear am i actually in and some diagnosis right um uh, I, I made an appointment to take it into the uh, local Toyota dealer, and they said they would uh, they would check it for me. Right. And, yeah. uh, so I've got that coming up this week. So see what see what they see what they come back to you with. There's also a bulletin out there, Tom Charlie double zero five dash four, that talks about solenoid identification and some other things about uh, the solenoids in this transmission. But if the dealers where you're taking it, they're more than likely to have it, so you'll be fine. Okay. What was the code that you mentioned before that should be checked? Knock sensor. Does it have a knock sensor fault? P zero three twenty five. Okay, knock sensor. Yeah. All right. Well, All right, thanks sir. a lot. Appreciate you, the help. You're very welcome, and uh, let us know what happens. Thank you, okay. sir. You're so welcome. Bye bye. Eight five 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 six zero nine nine zero zero. I'm Ron Annie and the Car Doctor. We'll be back right after this.
Hey, welcome back. We're on the the car doctor. 855-560-9900 is the phone number. Keep in mind, that's 24-7. Give us a call if we're not on the air. It's our gig Saturday, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern time on the network. You can leave a message at 855-560-9900, and our producer will call you back and line you up in queue for the following week. Let's go over to the phones. Gail, who's got some questions about a 2015, looks like, Dodge Challenger. Yes, Gail, welcome to the car doctor. How can I help? Hello, Ron. What's going on? So my problem is this. I have a 2015 Dodge Challenger. It's a 5.7 and a 6-speed. Okay. But I need a little more horsepower because my boyfriend's Jeep is blowing me away. <laughs> a little bit of competition in the family This there, isn't huh? working for me. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> uh, so he, he keeps winning the bet, and I'm sure it's creating issues. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, any, any dashboard lights on, Gail? Any, any check engine lights? Anything like that? No, but there definitely does feel like there's a little bit of a stumble well, I'll before tell you, switching gears. I'll, I'll tell you what now. Did you buy the car new? Did you buy the car used? It was new. It was new. Um, so you know the service history on it. How many miles are on it? 20,000? 25,000? Can't be a lot. 28. 28. What I want you to do is I want you to do two things. I want you to take it into your mechanic and just have him do a scan, make sure there aren't any pending codes, make sure there aren't any pending faults. And like the listener we had on prior that was talking about software updates, just make sure the current release software is right up to level as far as top of the field. It's It's got all its flashes in it. And if you find that that's where you're going to be, then I think the next step for you, and Tom's giving me the high sign, so we're going to do this. Um, Gail, we're going to send you out the Diablo Sport Tuner. We're going to make this a whole lot easier for you. So right. just just don't have your boyfriend call up and yell at us because now you'll be you'll be out you'll be outperforming him. Um, one of the one of the neat things about the Diablo Sport Tuner is it will allow you to take the software that's in there and back it up off site so you can save it for future reference if you ever need it, and then you can custom tune that 2015 Dodge Challenger to whatever your heart desires. You can use one of their pre-tuned installs in other words they've 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 figured out what works best or what's a good base point to start from and then they'll give you the ability to sit there and dial in all sorts of things fuel trim and spark and how much you know what kind of fuel do you use and all the different things that you're going to change on that car uh to make it work but don't tell your boyfriend well tell your boyfriend where you got it just don't tell him to come and uh we hope he's not too upset with us as you uh, blow that jeep away um, He's not uh, that big of a guy. Don't worry. Okay. Well, then uh, you know I'll, I'll have to, I might have to bulk up. You never know. I could be a little guy too. So, but um, you know, stay on the phone, and um, Tom will get that out to you. But always think of the basics too. Seriously, that you do a little bit of um, you know follow the basics, check engine light, just codes, those kind of things, and call it a um, you know you're baselining the car to make sure it's capable of a tune like we would in the old days, and now you're going to do an electronic tune with it with that Diablo Sport Kit. And if you or the listeners want more information, you can get out to DiabloSport.com and find it there. All right, Gail, stay on the line. Tom will get your information. We'll get that kid coming to you, courtesy from the folks over at Diablo Sport, and uh, we're glad to do that for you. And uh, we hope that you're doing all your racing at the racetrack and not on the uh, not on the highway. So, um, But you and your boyfriend, just uh, take it easy, but uh, enjoy the kit. So, boy, that was a quick hour. Where did that go? Hey, by the way, this came into us from um, Eddie Goitis, Goitis Capital. We love talking to Eddie. He's a, he's, he's a fun guy. He's our roving reporter. He says, Ron, from your show two weeks ago, you're asking about what Takata's legal liability is. The answer is unknown. The market's a better indicator. See, Eddie always puts a nice spin on this. He always kind of takes it into the money side, and he's right. Um, he says, 
Uh, the market's a better indicator because buyers and sellers are constantly arbitrating their risk and reward every second than any single group or lawyer's opinion. According to the market, the company's assets and future projected cash flows from operations still exceed future expected cash obligations. And what Eddie's saying, and what I read later furthermore here, is uh, he's saying that, um, you know what, they're in trouble. They're running out of money. So, hey, I'm running out of time. So because of that, I'm running Andy and the Car Doctor. The mechanics aren't expensive. They're priceless. See ya. See ya.